Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 CDC fam. So today's conversation is is, is very personal. (laughs) It's personal. As I tell people all the time, I'm not a prejudiced person, but I am a Black woman, and I am a Black woman first. So a lot of my experiences, obviously, are going to be from the perspective of a Black woman. Now, although I'm not prejudiced, I do feel like it is important for people to stand for something. And for me, I'm always going to stand for my people. So I had a conversation this week's podcast that I just dropped. I was just basically speaking on June 10th and the significance of it. And it literally compelled me to have a conversation of me wanting to have a larger conversation about race, racism, social equality, and how things look different for people of different races. So again, I cannot speak for no other race other than Black. (laughs) I'm a Black woman. And so therefore, I thought it was important for me to reach out to other Black men or Black women to speak on this conversation. Now, the reason for these type of conversations is sometimes we are, are those people that are just like the only Black person in the room. No one knows what that feels like, but a black person or we're the black person. We're the only black person in the office. No one knows what that looks like, but another black person. So it's not to be racist, but it's just to bring awareness to these conversations that I feel like are worth having. And so today it's, it's going, you guys are really getting like a triple whammy CDC fam, because I have fellow podcasters here. So they share the same passion as I do with speaking their truth and using their platforms to discuss things that they feel like were important to discuss. And they felt like it was important to come with me and help me talk to you guys about this. So this is going to be a two-part series. First thing is, is the men. I, since the June 10th, 10th files on Father's Day, I wanted my Black kings to come on first and discuss their story and how it feels like for them living in today's society as a Black man. But we're going to have the women coming too. We just did the men first. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves before I get into the conversation. You go ahead first. You go ahead. All right. Check it out. Y'all know what it is with me. If you don't know, you got to be living under a rock if you don't know who I am. My name is Big Smash. I represent the Mighty Mighty Bad the House podcast. Um, just a different show, different vibe, and keeping it real and no filter is what we do. What's going on, y'all? My name is Rashad, and I represent the Vibe With Me podcast. And what we discuss on my show is we talk about things going on in the culture and music. So what's similar about these guys, just for my CDC fam knowing, I think Bet the House podcast, I've shared your podcast. Oh, Rashad, you too. Anytime I do a collaboration with another podcast, I share it on my platform. So I've shared um, to some of my people, especially in my group. I literally, I have a Facebook group and I post the link 
to podcasts mm-hmm. that I collaborate with. So if if anyone's clicked on the link, then they already know what's good. They know that y'all just like me. Y'all gonna say what y'all want to say, how y'all want to say it, and it is what it is. We stand at ten toes on this shit. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm. A, I have a, just a few questions that I feel like I'm gonna start it off with this one, and it's kind of a deep question. Um, but it's it's probably gonna prove to my point. But I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. What was your first memory of racism? Whether you were still a young man or whether you was a man, what was your first memory of racism? Um, for me, honestly, I listen, I came up in an all-black neighborhood, so I never really experienced racism as a child. You know, you see it on TV, but for me, the first thing that I could really think of that stood out to me was the Rodney King situation. I think that was my first glimpse at racism and um, how corrupt the justice system really is, you know. Um, that I think was that's uh, awesome though. I think that's awesome because it once we're short answers, I'm gonna tell you what made me what made me ask that question. And then you may have a different intake on it, but basically you saying that was the first time when you was Yeah, like, that was the first time like I had like you read about it in books and on movies and things like that, but to actually see that and and see it in real time, like you know, it was mind blowing to me that you know this is what really happens in the world and it was like since then i pretty much knew you know what it was in the world and then there was a phase that i went around that all white people were like bad so i kind of you know treated them as if it was me that they were beating on you know things like that so um and it wasn't nothing personal with them it was just you know, oh, this is real. You know, this 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 is a real thing. This it's isn't like a the moment you realize that my yeah. black skin makes me different. Like, oh, I'm not like the next person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I didn't I didn't I didn't realize that it was that deep until I seen that. And then I said, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get y'all every last one of y'all. So I was going around when I went to school I was fighting the little white boys and things like that but you know <laughs> it wasn't intentional it was just you know I felt like were you ain't well how, let me ask you this were you angry at the way he was treated or were you angry. or were you I was angry, angry at the, at the res- representation like a dog of this is how in the they middle of the street treat black people yeah I was angry that they beat him like a dog in the street and then I was even more angry that my mom had to explain to me that these cats just got to quit it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, basically, you can beat a man half to death on live TV and you can you can get away scot-free. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was like for me. And it was like, oh, okay. So every time I see one of y'all at school, catch y'all in the bathroom, it's going down. See you there. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. So you was just kicking ass, just white people ass. You just kicking the ass just because just you felt like it. 
Cause you I, felt like and, and you felt like that. did you feel like you needed to get justice for Rodney King? Facts. If they raised wow. their hand, they felt okay. like they had the answer to the question. I was raising my hand too. If we was on recess and they was running fast, oh, I gotta run faster than you. I gotta ah. I gotta jump higher than you. I gotta do all these things better than you because this is the world, this is showing me this is what the world we living in. Like y'all think y'all, y'all real superior to us. So, so this we, is the thing, CDC fam, with dealing with like-minded people. Because what Smash just did is him. I have three other key points I wanted to cover with them. I promise you he covered go ahead. them. I, no, 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 go ahead. But it is amazing. It's amazing because that just shows me why this conversation needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Needs to happen. Because one of the things, Rashad, go ahead and answer the question. And then I'm going to get into the next thing because Smash touched on it. So for me, and um, one thing I did want to point out too is that if you notice when you answered that question first, me and him had that same response. We took a deep breath because as a black man right now, you could walk out your door and your life is over by, for, for no reason at all. So for me growing up, I want to say the first instance I seen was everything that was going on with Dr. Martin Luther King. And even as a young boy, I didn't understand. But as I was got older and I had to deal with it myself, because, you know, when I was younger, I had dreads. So I was always getting profiled and I was getting pulled over because I was driving the dope boy cars. And oh, high yellow ass dread wearing ass nigga. So <laughs> I wasn't even living that life, but right. I was profiled because of how I looked. Right. And I was just like, hey. But at the end of the day, I knew it wasn't fair because. As you can see now, I feel like when it come to us as black men, we got a target on our backs. And you Facts. see it all the time. You see us getting gunned down for no reason. You see Facts. cops always covering up stuff. And then it's a lot of stuff that people don't like to talk about because they scared of what can happen to them. But I don't got nobody holding no muzzle over my mouth. Let's so talk about it. I'm going to always. Exactly. So. At the end of the day, if we don't stand up for what is right and what we believe in and each other, because that's another thing that nobody want to talk about. Facts. We each other most of all. I mean, next is the police, but then it's us first. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And that's why when I started off my introduction, I said I can only speak from the viewpoint of a black person and stand up as a black person. Because we have to stand up for each other. We have to make things known. We sometimes, like in this situation, and if you guys, like, I'm so used to leading, but just because y'all know how I am, I, when I have something to say, it's like vomit, it just comes up. But mm -hmm. I'm really letting you guys lead the conversation because I'm not a black man. I don't have no penis. Like, I can't, this conversation, I want people to understand where our black kings are coming from. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so just like Smash touched on it, and you did the same thing as well. So that lets me know that my next key point is valid racial stereotyping. Yeah. And it's like, what do you feel like people feel about you when they see you? Because racial stereotyping is real. I think the world sees a nigga. Yeah. A, a, a nigga that they would rather be dead than walk on their clean grass or walk on their streets or drive their cars or breathe next to them. You know, 
every time there have been times and I talked about it, there have been times that I have walked by white women and they would be clutching their purses. Yeah. Or they'll pull their kids away. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, they could be mommy, get over here. You'd be like, what? Yeah, they could be at the park playing with my kids and then, oh, come on, little Timmy, it's time to go. You know, it'll be be shit like that that irritates the fuck out of me. Like, uh, like I'm a not, father. I'm a father just like you. I'm definitely not doing facts. that with kids. And I, I just think, want my kids to be out here. I think people don't re- even something. Else, okay, so we're talking about the stereotypes, but then you touched on something. I love this. I love this shit because I feel like we are on the same damn page. I, I my next thing was the social circle. Have you ever have you ever been made to spend to feel racist due to your color by a social circle, family, friends, or coworkers? Like, yes, you just basically yeah. answered that. Like, I I you don't make me feel human. You make me feel black as fuck. Like I know, you know, you exactly. make me feel like I'm a threat. You make me feel like I'm dangerous just for being who I am. And you don't know yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listen. If I gotta walk around in the store and I see you following me every aisle I'm going down, I'm gonna take my business somewhere else. I'm gonna have to. So I'm for everybody to. that I, that's I, I ever see. happened to, can y'all say I? I. I. Like you can't act like you just now all of a sudden every aisle I'm walking down, you folding up clothes and you picking up items to put back in and things like that, and it's like, dude. Don't nobody want y'all stuff. Like we got money over here. You know what I'm saying? Period. Like not every black person you run around steals. I mean, I know it's a lot of us that give us a bad name, but not every black person in the world steals. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm one of them people. Like, yeah, you treat me like that. I ain't. I ain't coming in this business no more. I ain't writing no Yelp review. I ain't doing none of it. I'm just not. This is the thing with me. Like. I believe in treating people the same until you show me that I need to treat you differently. Regardless of race. Regardless of race. Race. Uh, and and so people don't get that. People feel like I get this all the time because you guys know I have a, a black owned business. I, I do customization. And so mm-hmm. when I tell people I support a black business first, they feel some type of way about that. But you don't understand that the same thing you said, Smash, we have to stick together. We and don't we don't we don't we don't shop black owned like we should. I agree. Yeah. We get I the Chinese, the white, yeah. Asian, they get all our money. But then that's why a lot of times, that's why you see a lot of people who got smaller businesses, like how like if we're starting our own podcast, your people will not support you until you get big. I got family. That I told that I, because this is my second podcast, because my first one, something happened to it. And I told, you know, I told Mill all about it. But the, the thing about it is, I didn't let that deter me. I was like, oh, I got this one. Let me let me try to run this one up now. But when you tell your family about it, the most disheartening thing you can hear is, yo, this is what I got going on. Are you going to support? I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. So, don't even get on get on the podcasting thing with me and the support because saying. people it, kill me so when they tell me, "Oh, I don't have time to listen to a podcast." How don't you have time? Don't you listen to no, the radio? Listen. Don't you listen to you go, the? You go shopping. You go shopping. You can listen to it while, hey, while you shop. You know what be so funny to me 
is people that get on here and wish Rick Ross a happy birthday, but you got oh. your own you got your own homies and it's their birthday and you won't even take the time. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, what the fuck? Rick Ross ain't gonna even see your coming and his assistant ain't gonna pay you no attention. So why are we what what the fuck? You write a whole paragraph for that nigga. You be like, dog, can you at least say, yo, I you've been with me since the sandbox, dog? Yeah. 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 <laughs> We'd have been broke together. We'd have fucked hoes together. None of that. Facts. Like, like my thing is my price is too high for you. But you will go over here to the white man who charging way more than me and leave a tip. Yo, I'm about to get back on topic because y'all touching nerves. Y'all know how I am. I'm passionate about me and what I believe in. That's one of the fucking things I believe in. I just posted this on my A to Z creations page. R.I.P. Uh, to the conversations that ended after I told you my prices. Don't nobody Facts. motherfucking be in Walmart um, motherfucking inbox asking them can they get a discount. You don't hey, motherfucking email they customer service asking them for a coupon. Why the fuck y'all want to come over here with that shit? Hey man, if, my, if my price is too high for you, I don't need to change my prices. I just need to change the customer. Listen, That's I'm it. not going to even all. change the customer. What I look like, God going to send me who for me. And if you ain't for me, then it is. Nah, like, it I'm is. just going to like, if it's too much, then I'm not, I'm not finna talk down my price to suit you up. I you know am not. And okay. So let's, let's, let's stay on topic with what you just said. Not even about the business. I am not depleting my value exactly because you don't see it exactly or because you can't afford it <laughs> you know even as a black person some people cannot afford they can't afford to be in your space because their mindset is not where it needs to be have y'all ever been in the room how many have y'all ever been in the room with a whole bunch of white people let's just say clear so you cool with these white people because i ain't gonna lie i have some caucasian friends i fucking love Mm-hmm. but they say things to try to quote unquote make you comfortable but the reality of the shit is it's really a reverse situation yeah like it really makes you uncomfortable that's just like <laughs> when lemonade came out that was like that was a hot record for me because i fucking love beyonce right but i also love cardi b but they gonna be more comfortable with beyonce than mm-hmm. cardi b. every time i get in my home girl car she fucking put on lemonade Girl, yeah. do you know how many black other black artists there is out there other than Beyonce? This is just what I'm listening to. And for me, I'm a music head. So I listen to I listen to jazz. I listen to I listen to R&B. I listen to rap. I, you know what I'm saying? I listen to gospel. I'm a music head. I love music. I even listen to some country at the end of the day. So you can't just don't put me in that box because I'm black. Cause I can, I can get down with somebody else, you know. I ain't gonna do no hardcore guns and roses and no shit like that, cause I wasn't into it. But I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. My thing is, and I got white, white, white friends too. Uh, I don't play with the nigga word. Nope, it's not acceptable. We're not gonna. Sit here and say, well, hey, you can say it around me. Just don't say it out in public. No, nah, we're not going to do it. You're not going to say it at all. Hey, this is what I started doing, Smash. This, this is crazy. But I um used to work in the law enforcement entity. And uh-huh. and I dispatch, I used to be like, y'all some ignorant ass niggas in a room full of white people. Intentionally. Because I dare one of y'all to say it, number one. And number two, the definition of a nigger is an ignorant person. It does not 
pertain to what color your skin is, even though that's what other people want to do it. So that hints made me say, that's why you bet not damn say it. But well, hints, we, you could be one too, for the record. You know, we know, we know, we know what they try to interpret it as as an insult. And <laughs> right, I'm but cool. I can throw that same one at you. The first time you say that around me, I'm probably gonna punch you in your face. You so saying. damn violent. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it like. You know what I'm saying? Because no, no, you have white people who have black friends who allow them to say the word and they be cool with it. And then when they when they get around real motherfuckers that are not cool with it, you know, now you you the white guy's mad at his black friend because he thought it was cool. Yeah, it was cool to him, but it's it other wasn't people cool had... because it's derogatory to a black person. Yeah. So and as a friend. Or even an ally, because sometimes real talk, Caucasian people have to be ally, allies if they're our friends to let people know that they are no different than I am just because they have yes. melanin in their skin. So it's their job to be is an unspoken thing. If you're my friend, then you're un, you're an unspoken ally. I'm not saying be extra or go out the way to do all these things to prove your blackness or you're cool with black people. None of that extra shit, but just to stand up for what's right. To say, hey, man, that ain't cool. Like, we don't say that because that's been always been derogatory to African-Americans. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know somebody when we was talking about just recently. Again, this conversation was seen from a Juneteenth conversation. I work my full time job now is is in a hospital in a medical field. So I'm around these people and I'm having a conversation with a nurse. She's black, first of all, have no idea what Juneteenth is. And I said, you know what? She actually is the one that prompted me. Well, I, I wanted to talk about it anyway, but it made me realize that people don't know what Juneteenth is, not even black people. But you're going to celebrate the 4th of July. Now, this is no knock on the 4th of July because it because it is also Independence Day. But black people wasn't freed on that day. Slave did not slavery did not end on that day. We're not going to get into it in this episode, particularly because the, the episode that dropped today is specifically speaking on Juneteenth, what it is and why we should respect it and celebrate it and why it's not a competition with the 4th of July. You can celebrate both. So we're going to move on. But on topic with basically saying you're you having friends, their viewpoint is going to be different than what yours are. So you guys, when you hear black lives matter that term two questions what does it mean to you and what do you believe it means to people that may have a different viewpoint than you Ooh. so for me i'm gonna say when i hear black lives matter of course you know we're getting killed at a dinosaur rate so Take our lives seriously. You know, a lot of times, it's so many black people that get killed, don't even get put on the news. But if an Asian person get killed, if a white person get killed, they on the, they on the front page 10 minutes after their body hit the floor. So I ain't never seen Lil Ling Ling on the news. That must be up there where you at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, it's it's well, we I'm in the Pentagon, so you know how they go with that. But I'm just saying, it's like. I don't, and it just bothers, just, just like, especially when it comes to us getting locked up and everything, we we are the examples of the ones that they want to put and be like, you know what? 
him. Like, well, YSL and all them got locked up. They trying to throw the book at that whole label. Right. So, and it's, and it's almost like they're like, you know what? They're going to be the ones. Yep, we're going to rack these charges up. And yep, and we're going to make, we're going to try to make them stick. And then, so that's my thing. Just take our lives seriously. Because we, well, one of the things, <laughs> Listen, we cannot expect the world to take our lives seriously if we don't take our lives seriously. Man, Smash, I'm going to kick you the fuck off the show because when he was talking, I was thinking in my head, this, what what are we doing about the black on black crime? And what that's I, a, that's and a what whole I, nother show, but that's a whole nother show. And hear your ass go. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with your thoughts. <laughs> right, what I mean by that is... We don't value our own lives. We don't value our own families. We don't value our own community. You know what I'm saying? You, for example, you, your girl, your girl, six months pregnant. You out here robbing people, killing people, sitting on the block all day. Now your stupid ass go to jail. And now basically, you know, your girl is out here, you know, raising this baby on her own. You know what I'm saying? You are showing me that. You don't value your freedom. You don't value that kid life, and you don't value her life. Like, Dude, you are out here that. making reckless decisions and not taking advantage of the blessing that you have. If I had, listen, I have nine children. Damn. <laughs> That's what I said at first, too. <laughs> but I'm used Come to on. it now because, listen, listen, Rashad, though, we're not going to talk about this. I'm going to say this. But the <laughs> what what I, what, but listen, it what I love it. about Smash is he own his shit. He Facts. say what the fuck he say. He mean and he talk from his experience. And we Facts. black fathers to talk from their experience. He literally, listen. he tells stories, too, about, you know, his kids and use them as examples. And I feel yeah. like that's hey, what, awesome. Once he, that kid, hey, once he start talking about the kids, I was like, where's he going? <laughs> oh, no, I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna get there. Real quick, um, there's no way that, listen, when I turned 20 years old, I had my first kid at 20. Okay. I knew for a fact. Now, before I had my kid, I was in the streets. I was doing all type of dumb shit that I probably felt like at 21, I was going to be dead or in jail. That's what society wanted anyway. Yeah. When I found out I was having a kid, my whole life changed. You know what I'm saying? I tell, I, I tell my oldest son every time I talk to him, you changed my life because if honestly, if I didn't have no kid at 20, God knew what he was doing. I would have been out here probably in dead in dead or in jail. That's how rough it was for me. And it's like, we are living in a world where we don't put our kids first. Again, we don't value this. They already see us as monkeys fighting over a banana. Mm -hmm. The banana is the blocks, the drugs, the money, you know, the women. They already see us as a banana, as a monkey in a barrel fighting over bananas. So whatever they throw at us, they feel like we're going to fight each other to claw it down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want to value my life. I want to see my community win. But I'm, I look at it from both sides. I'm from the hood. On the left side, I got cats that look just like me trying to kill me. And then on the right side, I got p police that's in boys in blue that's also trying to kill me. And they rather sit back and watch us kill each other than actually do something. So the way I see it is if we all just came together 
You know what I'm saying? Just just even a small percentage of us. Like my thing is us as a culture, we only really get along for funerals and free before 11 at the club. And we don't get along then because it's going to be some shit. But you go ahead and talk about it. You talk yeah, about it. Hey, that's my bitch. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be some issues at the funeral, especially oh, yeah. when you're dealing with black people. So, but we come it's together. Awkward. But we do come together for those things now. I ain't yeah, we, say we, come, <laughs> we come together, and it's scary too, man. Because when anytime somebody says we are not doing our job as a community, people get offended by it. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you can't you can't say that. You can't talk about that. Don't speak for everybody, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So then it becomes. All right, what are we doing? If but I'm it's telling like y'all, everything else. Yeah. It's, if it don't apply, let it fly. Don't yeah. take it personal. <laughs> Stick together, man. Take care of your family. Take care of your kids. Be the man in the house. See, this is what they want. Y'all ever think and notice when they do the whole section eight and all that for women? The first thing they tell them is, you can't have no man staying here. Yep. We are giving you the services. We are providing you this house. It's only contingent that you cannot have no man stay here with you. You will violate this. You will do this. They, 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 they give the women. They give the women, uh, food stamps, link, and and medical and all well, of that. Wait a minute. They, Hold on, King. I'm not gonna let you do women like that. No, no, no. Let me, let me finish. Getting that section eight and food stamps. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. I'm not, I'm not, it's not a diss. What I'm saying is they will give us that. They will give, give you guys that. And then I'm going to say us. Cause it's us contingent on separation. And yeah. I look at it as contingent on separation because I, I know single black fathers that get yeah, 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 yeah. the same difference. They will give, they will give that out, but then they will charge the men for it. Like, oh no, this ain't this ain't as free as you think it's going to be. It's, it's a, it's a catch to it. Like we're going to give it to you, but the, the baby daddy is going to have to pay for this. Now, the baby daddy could be in the life. You know what I'm saying? I love women. And I, and I and listen, I love women probably more than anything. But they, they, are, they are doing this system designed to take the head. The head is the is the men of oh the house. Oh my goodness! Let's talk you know about saying? it. Let's talk about it. They will never. It. They will never. They will. They will. They of course. Hell yeah! We we'll give you give you two thousand dollars worth in link. Go ahead. Sure. Anything to keep you from running back and having a two person home, we'll give you that. We'll, but why we'll take is the that. head scared to step up and be the head? See, that's because, another. You know what? Don't don't. They locking mute. us up. No, let me they let me shooting let me us. Mute. Well, they shooting us in it. They are. But they, they shooting us in our fucking back. Us, they locking but, us up. They telling us, you know, we're not worthy. Things like that. Like they are making it comfortable to wear. Um. We'll be y'all. We'll be y'all baby daddies. We'll be y'all head of the households. Y'all don't need them. Y'all don't need them. And this is the way of the world now in some cases. Not all. Let me just put that out there. But they will take, they will beat us away from our families. They, they, well, they've been I, doing I that. Do, I do agree with this, but I'm going to go back to something you said. Go ahead. So in my research, I did do have numbers statistically that shows that black men are singled out and are disappropriately shot and killed by police more than black women. Black men are stopped more, arrested more, jailed more. That That's just what the statistics show. It's 40% more of black men and black women that's getting this mistreatment. Now, 
both are being mistreated. But as you just stated, I'm confirming what you said. Statistics even show that it's 40 percent more of black men that are getting this mistreatment. Right. But my question is, the police. If they're arresting them now, there are people that are arrested for for bogus shit. I, I'm all about the the injustices and inequalities. I'm sorry. But as you stated, when you had your child, you start making better choices. So at some point, as Black people, we need to hold each other accountable for the bad decisions that we're making. Okay, 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 okay. Don't get upset, but I have to actually stop right here and we're going to do a part two. The conversation was so good. I just could not edit any of this shit. Like, it was just so good. So, um, this is going to be part one. And stay tuned for part two. Smooches. Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. A place where no topic is off limits. No filters will be applied. And no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show. But it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.